It's the $573 million franchise that caused us all to scream. What's your favorite scary movie? I want you all to sit back and relax and enjoy because we're going to be breaking down the entire Scream franchise and the new trailer to the sixth installment that drops in theaters March 10th. All this on Bruno Explains It All. So let's welcome back Dylan, Mr. Dylan Bracero. Dylan, how are we feeling today? I am feeling great, and I can't wait to talk about this topic. Really? So, did you have a good time the last time you was on the show? Yeah, to be honest, it was really fun. It was my first time being in a podcast with my uncle, and I'd like to do it again today. And in an upcoming future. Did you get to listen to it? Yeah. What did you think? Did you have a good time? Did you laugh? I love the I love the part that it was some my joke saying, "Oh, is, is this woman gonna ki- kill an animal from from Africa?" God, yeah. Well, good times, good times. Um, we definitely want to thank everybody that tuned into that episode, Dylan was helped host one night only you can always go back and download and stream that episode guys it's called one night only and that is the first appearance that dylan did for bruno explains it all we uh definitely love him and he's definitely welcome to come back as much as he wants so let's get into our topic i believe it's one of our favorite franchise franchises right Mm -hmm. i will agree it'll be my top five or top 10 favorite franchises to watch again Okay, so we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, Scream. Scream is an American slasher franchise that includes five films at the moment, a television series, merchandise, and games. The film series has grossed over $740 million now in worldwide box office receipts. It was created by Kevin Williamson, the mastermind behind projects such as Teaching Mrs. Tingle, Dawson's Creek, two projects, um, by the way, that starred Katie Holmes. Um, he also was the person behind I Know What You Did Last Summer, which starred Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, I was about to say, Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Phillippe, and Oh, God, Freddie Prince Jr. He also did Vampire Diaries, and he also did the CW series called The Secret Circle, which was canceled after one season, if I want to mention just a few of his projects. The first four films was directed by Wes Craven, our, one of my favorite horror directors. So I want you to remember, as much as some of us have a distaste for Scream 3, just keep in mind that our boy Wes still directed it. Aaron Kruger wrote the third film, while Williamson wrote the first two and the fourth film. We all know the fifth was a slight reboot to the franchise while still continuing the story and continuity, if you will, but produced after the death of Wes Craven and with a smaller involvement from Kevin, as he did on previous entries. He served as executive producer while Matthew Bettinelli Alpin and Tyler Gillett directed the picture and the pair Guy Music and James Vanderbilt served as writers. Bob and Harvey Weinstein served as executive producers in our first four films, while Gary Barber served as executive producer in the, in the fifth film with Chirac, James Vanderbilt, and Paul Neistein. The first film, Dylan, let's talk about it. Scream. It was released in December 20th, 1996 and became the highest grossing slasher film in the world until the release of Halloween in 2018. Did you know that? No, because because when like when the first screen came out, it was like originally the most gruesome slasher horror until Halloween. No, it was the it was the highest selling slasher film oh. until Halloween came out in 2018. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but that's a long time. That's 96. So it was the highest selling movie from 1996 
all the way to 2018. Did you know that the film was inspired by real life case of the Gainesville Ripper? No, I never know that. Screen was influenced by Williamson's passion for horror films, especially Halloween, that came out in 1978. The screenplay was originally titled Scary Movie. Um, it was bought by Dimension Films and was retitled by the Weinstein Brothers just before filming was complete. So I want to talk about the Gainesville Ripper. Have you ever heard of him? I have never heard of the Gainesville Ripper. Daniel Harold Rowling, known as the Gainesville Ripper, was an American slasher killer. He murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida, over four days in August 1990. Rowling later confessed to raping several several of his victims, also committing a triple homicide in his home city of Louisiana, and attempting to murder his father in May 1990. In total, Rowling confessed to killing eight people. He was sentenced to death for the five Gainesville murders in 1994. He was executed by lethal injection in 2006. So that's one of the reasons why I believe when I was a kid, I it scared me. It really scared me about the scream because it was it wasn't uh some supernatural guy trying to kill his family, his lineage. It wasn't uh, a boy who drowned and and just resuscitated and started killing people. It was tormented. It was demented. Demented kids with knives killing each other. It was just something that felt more realistic, and it felt like it could happen to me yeah because in that movie of the first scream like what's so scary about scream is like it can be anyone it doesn't have to be a kill a killer that it can it can't be like someone from prison like it could be your closest friends or your family members and they would try and would try like to um how can you say like twist like twist your world or try to make you manip manipulate you as a person yeah it definitely made you um second guess the people around you after watching that movie the production did face censorship issues with the motion picture association of america and obstacles from locals while filming on location but it was released to positive reviews and financial success earning 173 million worldwide becoming the highest grossing slasher film until again um halloween it still remains the highest grossing slasher film in adjusted dollars whatever that means it went on to win several awards and nominations. Screen marked a change in in the genre as it cast already established and successful actors, which was considered to have helped it find a wider audience, including a significant female viewership. Not to mention, it was credited with revitalizing the slasher genre in the 1990s, which was considered to be almost dead following an influx of direct-to-video titles and numerous sequels to establish horror franchise of the 1970s and the 1980s. So we can't talk about the original original scream flick without mentioning the opening kill scene we open to teenage casey becker played by drew barrymore home alone she's waiting for her boyfriend to stop by to watch a video when out of nowhere she starts receiving mysterious home calls from a stranger this stranger's obviously watching her through intense dialogue and flirty banter back and forth the stranger reveals to have her boyfriend captive and is threatening to kill them both dylan the opening scene tv to be honest, I thought it would be, you know, someone's girl, like someone, you know, the girl in the home alone, and I thought it was going to be the, the boyfriend, right? Did you, um, did you think that she was going to die? To be honest, no, not at the first moment, but like when you, when like further in the movie, when, when you see her getting stabbed, right? Or getting chased, you feel like, oh, she's going to die in the beginning of the movie. I mean, when the movie came out, you were young. You were a little too young to know um, Drew Barrymore's career and how um, known she was. She was probably the biggest, like, actress, film actress. Everybody else had done a lot of television. Neff Campbell was from Party of Five. Corny Cox was on Friends. You had a lot of television, um, established television actors. But Drew Barrymore, I felt like maybe he probably had the biggest film career. This is a, a girl who's been acting, a woman who's been acting since she was like the ages of like four or five, six or whatever. She was in E.T. She was in Firestarter. She was um Batman. In, the, in one of the Batman movies, she was um, Boys on the Side with Whoopi Goldberg. This is a woman who's had a lot of Poison Ivy, a long um, film career. So she was definitely the biggest name. The way they promoted the film, as if she was going to be the star of the movie. But she ends up being killed the first few, what, 12 minutes? Yeah. 
Scream featured other established actors, which was considered to have helped it find a wider audience. Like I said before, not only did you have Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, and Drew Barrymore, but you also had Jamie Kennedy, you had Ski Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, David Arquette, and then voice actor Robert L. Jackson. As Ghostface and a surprise cameo role from Henry Winkler, who played the Fonz. And, you know, who doesn't love the Fonz? The film followed high school student Sydney Prescott, who um, was played by Campbell, and a group of her friends in the fictional town of Woodsboro, California, who became the targets of a mysterious killer in a Halloween costume known as Ghostface. So let's talk about the kill scenes. Aside from the epic opening scene, Andrew Barrymore's pristine acting, which was one of your favorite kill scenes. My, f my favorite kill, it's, it's going to be a heart choice because i think there's so many good kills or, or but let's just think about part one mm -hmm. just think about the original film i think the to me i think was the most silliest one that scream didn't kill this woman kill one of the cindy friends it was in the in the garage that her that sh this woman i forgot her name sorry Tatum. Um, Tatum. She was played by Rose McGowan. Yeah, that she wasn't in the garage getting beer for the for her friend, and Scream was like teasing, like teasing her, like even like cut like one of her arms, like right here on the wrist side, and in the and her dumbass idea. Let me go through the doggy door with in the garage. Right, first of all, that's the first time I ever saw a garage door with a doggy door. Second, that was one of the next questions that I was gonna ask you: the kill scene and the garage scene unbelievable or did it leave you suddenly traumatized with garage doors i mean i think it's unbelievable but yet you never know are you surprised that no one heard all of that noise and screaming from the garage um well to be fair there was a lot of people screaming and drunk and drunk i guess how did you feel about the reveal though in the original film did you always suspect the boyfriend billy as the killer uh to be honest no, I was expecting the guy who who knows horror movies. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, because Randy. because he was giving us ideas of how to survive a horror movie. Like next thing you know, there's no sex in movies. You, all right, that you know he was. You can consider him a red heron. It was not just Billy. Yeah. Um. Did you always think there was one killer, or did you always suspect there was more than one? To be honest. I always expect there to be more than one because sometime in horror movie it could be more than one killer. I do have a, a special episode coming up which is called um, franchises or sequels we didn't need. So after watching the first film, did the film leave you wanting more? So after I watched the first movie of Scream, I really like, oh my god, I really like wanted more at more I, I was like i was dying for a part two were you good yeah. good any standout characters in the original film i think the most standout character is the guy who was who was that guy who was roaring he was like the second killer matthew lillard um stool no yeah. no stool that's his name right no the his friend like who was who helped him it was stool it was billy and stool yeah billy so no, Billy's the boyfriend. So which one did you do? It was oh, I'm on oh, my mistake, Stu, because he was... I definitely think Stu was a standout. Um, He did a really, really good portrayal, Matthew. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel close behind him that, like, stole the show was Courtney Cox. Yeah. She definitely delivered some of the most iconic scenes in that film. When I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now! I'll send you a copy. You owe me. I owe you shit. You owe my mother. Your mother's murder was last year's hottest court case. Somebody was going to write a book about it. Right, and it had to be you with all your lies and bullshit theories. What is your problem? All right, so we're going around. It's 1997 now, and the second entry of Scream was released in December, which was less than a year after the first film. Scream 2 takes place two years after the first film and again follows the character of Sidney Prescott, reprised by Neff Campbell, and the other survivors of the Woodsboro Massacre at the fictional Windsor College in Ohio, where they are all targeted by a copycat killer using the guise of Ghostface, 
Like its predecessor, Scream 2 combines the violence of the slasher genre with the elements of comedy, satire, and the whodunit mystery while satirizing the cliché of the film sequels. So it also brought back Coney Cox, David Arquette, Jamie Kennedy, and Liv Schreiber to reprise their roles as well. Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne, Jerry O'Connell, Jada Pinkett, Smith, Elise Neal, Timothy Oliphant, Oliphant, Mike, I keep saying Mike Ebbs, but it's Omar, I think, and Sarah Michelle Gellar joined in on the fun. It is said that after the success of the original film, actors were practically begging for involvement. Scream 2 earned $172 million at the box office, only $683,000 with $362 less than the screen, than screen and received positive reviews from critics, with some arguing that it surpassed her original in quality. Do we agree, Dylan? Scream 2. Does it surpass Scream in quality? Yeah. Well, it was like the same quality. It was like the same quality in the first one, but I think they did a lot better with the editing and the lighting of the environments. How do you compare Scream 2's opening kill scene to the original? You have Jada Pinkett in the opening kill. Mm-hmm. How do you compare Pinkett and Ebb's kill to Barrymore and Kevin Patrick Wall, who played Drew Barrymore's boyfriend in the original? How do you compare them both? Um, I can say that the first one was like more gruesome than the second than the second one because you see Drew Barrymore hanging on a tree on, in the front of her behind. I think the front or behind the house in the first movie. I would definitely um, agree that Drew Barrymore had a more gruesome death than Jaden Pinkett's character. Her name was Maureen, I believe. Maureen Prescott. Oh, the mother of Cindy? No. Um, you say Maureen Prescott? Maureen Prescott is... Um, a stepmother or a mother? No, it's Sydney's mom, right? Yeah. So, Jada Pinkett, she played... Um, oh, my God. Who did she play in the movie? I know that it, she has a connection, her, her, her character's name. She plays... Oh, I'm sorry. Maureen Evans. Jada Pinkett plays Maureen Evans. Oh. Okay, right back. Okay. So, she played Maureen Evans. How do you compare Maureen Evans to Casey Becker's death? De- definitely Casey's is more gruesome. Mm-hmm. She was literally gutted and hung from a tree. Like the same thing, like, well, not the same thing, like almost the same thing as Drew Barrymore, right? I just feel like it may be in Scream 2, the stakes were bigger because you did it in a room full of people. Yeah. In a movie theater. So, what do we think about that girl Weathers chasing inside of the Windsor College? Like, inside the Winter College? Windsor College. Can you remember, can you remind me about it? Do you remember when she was running around the college, she was watching the videotapes, and then they stabbed Dewey? Did mm. we believe Dewey was dead? When they oh, stabbed him? oh, remember Dewey, oh, the, 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 the cop, um. In the glass? Oh, the cop, um, no, not really. No, not really, because somehow or some way he he got stabbed like some like multiple times. But yet you see that guy alive and kicking. Still, like if I was if I was in that shoe, I would probably be dead. Were we surprised when Randy was killed? Randy from the first movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised because I thought he was gonna live. I thought he was gonna live until like almost near the end. At the very least yeah but the way he got killed that like like the killer grabbed him and, and took him in, the, in like the like big minivan or a white van yeah and just like brutally they just stabbed really just dangling stabbing and everybody and the vehicle was shaking both films were hugely successful for hollywood but it was soon hit with a huge controversy the popular film and its sequel was accused of inspiring up-and-coming serial killers and helping induce violence do you believe that scream and scream 2 helped inspire a new generation of serial killers well damn that's a hard question to say because it's like yin yang, it's like yin yang, yang. No matter what you say or do, you feel like it's not the right choice. But I don't think Scream or any type of movies or franchise based on horror, I don't think it inspired people to become the killers. He's sick fucks. You've seen one too many. Don't you blame the movies? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. All right, so let's talk about it. In January 1998. 1998 Maria Mario Mario Padilla 16 and his cousin Samuel Ramirez 14 stabbed Mario's mother Gina Castillo 45 times killing her 
The case became known as the Scream Murder and fell under intense media scrutiny after the boys claimed they were inspired by Scream and Scream 2. They will also admit to needing the money acquired from Gina's murder to fund a killing spree and purchase two ghost face costumes and a voice changer used by the character in the film. During their trial, psychologist Madeline Levine, who studied the effect of violence on children, stated that there were a whole bunch of reasons why they acted out that way. But did the movie provide a blueprint? Absolutely. On January 1999, Ashley Murray, 13, was stabbed multiple times in the head and back before being left for dead by then-friends Daniel Gill, 14, and Robert Fuller, 15. He was later found and rescued by an elderly dog walker. Gill and Fuller were dubbed the Scream Attackers after it emerged that they had watched Scream shortly before the attack and drawings of the ghost face mask were found amongst their possession. Though their actions was additionally blamed on physical abuse, drugs, and exposure to black masks, Magic in their home life, Murray, who later testified against the pair, himself stated that he believed the film may have influenced the pair to attack him. What are you thinking so far? I think it's kind of crazy that um how how can I put it? Yeah, I think it's crazy that the like people are like blaming the movie like they're inspiring the killer. I mean the people who want to commit killers from the movie trying to act like the killers and. Well, these are what these kids are saying, that they did these crimes after watching the movie. And this is this is in one year alone. This is in the span of two years. So the first case was in 1998. The second case that I read was in 1999. And here's another one, a few months after January. It's in May. On May 4th, 1999, following the Columbine High School massacre and increasing news media scrutiny on the effects on society of violence in films, games, and other media, the United States Senate Com Commerce Committee held a hearing about Hollywood's marketing of films to youths and, and the horror genre of films in particular, using the opening scene of Scream as an example of negative media which may be viewed by children. In November 2001, Theory Jaredin, 24, in a ghost face mask and costume, murdered Allison Cambier, 15, following her rejection of his romantic advances. Jaredine later claimed that the murder was premeditated and inspired by the Scream film trilogy. Alright Dylan, so what are your thoughts about that case? Um, it was horrible. I mean, first of all, Theory, Mr. Theory, Theory, it was 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Trying to romantically date a 15 year old oh no, that's a pedophile first of all that's weird as fuck second of all that's a little girl you're 24 years old you're talking to a little girl she doesn't want to date you obviously because she has fucking sense yeah and you kill her and then you blame the film screen so can i say something sure i think that's kind of i get the i get like the two murders like that you told me that like yeah it was fire from a movie not ri I find it not ridiculous, but it was like, how old were the how old did the kid when the tumor, the two incidents happened? The other ones? Yeah. They were teenagers. They were um the 1999 case was Ashley. He was um stabbed in the back of his head. He was only 13, and his friends was 14 and 15. Uh huh. Then Mario and his cousin Samuel was 16 was was 16 and 14 when they stabbed when they stabbed Mario's mother. Yeah, even though it's kind of horrible, but like, are these are these teenagers supposed to be you know smart about it? About it? like, even though it was just for uh, the movie, was, it's it's a horror movie, like for entertainment. I don't know. But the but the one that you told me about the twenty four year old guy was trying to have a girlfriend who is fifteen years ago. Remind you, people, people, fifteen years old. The man was so jealous. That he cannot get nobody from his own age kill a 15-year-old girl. The following year, a French youth identified only as a 17-year-old Julian following prior failed attempts with other girls lured a fellow pupil to a secluded spot and stabbed her to death after showing her his ghost face mask. Authorities at the time claimed the murder as the third Scream-related killing since 2000. In 2006, murder of Casey Joe Stoddard, one of the perpetrators, Tori Adamczyk, 16, said he was inspired by the Scream franchise. In January 2022, 
Following the release of the fifth film, Logan Smith, 18, of Cocoa, Florida, tried to strangle a jogger to death after watching Scream with the intent to keep the corpse. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you not um, copy the movie thing? Like, are you, are you mad? Are you, are you insane? I feel like th these people who trying to copy the movie and try to do it in real life and go to jail, I find that ridiculous because you basically want to go to jail or have lethal ingestion like come on like don't you have a common sense like yeah i like i get it it's a movie it's a horror movie but but you don't have to do the thing that that is from the movie it's for mo it's a horror movie for entertainment that people love horror movies did you know that when kevin williamson sold the script um to scream which he had the working title of course um again scary movie he sold it for four hundred thousand dollars and it came with a five page outline for two sequels so Pretty much, who um, Dimension Films, who bought into the film, already knew that a part two and three was ideas in the works. Did you know? No. Yup, yup, yup. This was a tactic to entice bidders that were purchasing a possible, that they were purchasing a, a possible franchise, as opposed to a standalone project. Did you also know that after a successful test screening of Scream and the film's financial and critical success, Dimension moved forward with the sequel while Scream was still in theaters, and it produced it before a um, year anniversary of the original film. So they were working pretty fast to make these films. But aside from that outside murderous controversy hitting it, the film faced many roadblocks following its significant issues with plot information leaking onto the internet, revealing the identity of the killers. Combined with the film's rush schedule, the screen was rewritten often. Pages were sometimes completed on the day of film. It was a chaotic shit show. Not very enticing for your crew and actors to even want to return for future work. So I can tell now, like deep diving into the franchise and seeing that um they they went through so many obstacles and stuff like that. I, I can see why it took a lot of convincing for um the original actors to keep coming back. Sequel after sequel. Don't you agree? Yeah, like... Part I... 2 was completely different. They also said Part 3 was a completely different thing. But after the Columbine Massacre, they had to switch up the um, script. Yeah. Because they s said it felt too close to, like, teenagers. It and, felt like because it felt close to real life, into, like, events. Yeah, too close to events. Uh -huh. Okay, so if you had to choose, we spoke about really Scream 1 and 2 and about a whole bunch of like real life um events that was linked to the franchise. Scream 1 and 2, who will go into the next round if you had to choose one over the other? I think Scream, I mean, I... I think Scream 1, you, can't, you cannot beat the original. Alrighty, so Scream 1 moves on. Okay, Scream 3. The third installment, and what many people believe to be the final chapter, was released on February 2000. It grossed $162 million worldwide on a budget of $40 million. So it's, it was still a success, but it is considered by many to be the weakest effort in the entire franchise. Williamson's commitments to other projects meant he was unable to develop the complete script for Scream 3. So writing duties was undertaken by Kruger, who discarded many of Williamson's notes, which led to a troubled set. Plagued with script rewrites, occasions when pages were only ready on the day of filming and scheduling difficulties with the main cast, principal photography took place from July to September 1999, and the ending was refilmed in January 2000. Like, how the hell is an actor supposed to prepare themselves if they're getting the pages the day of they're supposed to shoot them? It's like, okay, I guess I'm getting scared, or I'm being chased, oh shit, I'm being killed. It I didn't know that was happening. It takes a great actor to work under those conditions, having to invoke an emotion, fear on a or fear on a moment's notice. Like I, I give everybody who was part of that film major props now. The film takes place three years after the previous film and follows Sidney Prescott again who has gone into self-imposed isolation following the events of the previous two films but is drawn to Hollywood after a new ghost face begins killing the cast of the film within a film stab three. First of all I don't understand why Sidney would even go over to Hollywood. She doesn't even know those people. I don't, I don't know why they. she went to oh, Hollywood. But then again it was because that link. They kept leaving photos of her dead mother yeah so that's what got her out there okay so scream 3 combined the same formula of the previous two violence of the slasher genre with comedy and the whodunit mystery while again making fun of the cliches of sequels in 
film trilogies. Unlike the previous Scream films, there was an increased emphasis on comedic elements in this installment. The violence and horror was reduced in response to increased public scrutiny about violence in media following the Columbine High School massacre. So that's why Scream 3 is definitely lighter when you really compare it to the first two. A lot of people even say it might be cheesy cheesier what do you think yeah like sometimes in in movie you, you have to change it because something because not all not all a lot of people want violence in, in movies i mean i like violence in movies but it's not gonna affect me become a killer so as much as we love um scream it's always been a problematic franchise um when you want to take into consideration all these real life events that has been linked back to it or or the you know or the script or script issues or links or the script of, of a and casting issues yeah it's always been pretty problematic yeah but with how it's affected society and some kids and what the actors had to go through during filming the unprofessionalism and all the ending of the film leaking and me having to reduce it and work on a limb it's unprofessional if you ask me so again i don't blame nev campbell for only having 33 minutes of screen time in part three did you know that yeah movies like like he was supposed to have plus he was supposed to have like the movie for half an hour yeah well is there the guy from the second movie was he supposed to have like more screen time no i'm talking about nev campbell in part three you know she was barely in the movie she was probably over it and they didn't want to film in part three we find her living by herself and uh-huh. she's being plagued by the ghost of her mother before she even faces a ghost face the woman is emotionally disturbed she's borderline if not completely traumatized would you be crazy Will I be traumatized? Yeah. Like having a dead, uh, having my own dead mother. No, like, if you was Sydney Campbell, Sydney Campbell. If you was Sydney Prescott, your your boyfriend, his best friend, tries to kill you. Then your boyfriend's mother and her groupie tries to kill you. And now you're living by yourself and you're seeing the ghost of your mother. Wouldn't you? Will I go crazy? Yeah. I mean. I will go crazy because yeah, I will go crazy because everything that happened to you in your teenager life is like tra- traumatic. But like you try to, you have to move forward. This like you could almost relate a little bit because you know you and the character Sydney Prescott both lost your mother, and that's like you know your girlfriend and her weird lesbian friend tries to kill you. <laughs> And then you go to college, and your girlfriend's mother and her lesbian gay uncle's now trying to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) My my uncle is a lesbian now? What did you think of the opening kill in part three? I think the opening kill, it was, it was okay. Like, it was not... It was not. It was not good. It was not bad. It was just okay. I kind of like when the killer um use a, a voice changer, voice changer, yeah, to like act like the husband. Now everybody's saying. Everybody said it at the time. Oh, it's unbelievable. How can someone change their voice and record? But look where we at today. Um, they can literally do that. Yeah, they can literally take your voice and make you say something that you never said and that's scary so it's like scream was ahead of its time so if you if you rate the three opening kill scenes how would you do it like what do you mean for me the top one is drew barrymore Mm -hmm. second will probably be the theater and then of course by default the the first opening the third opening kill will be in three if i was to rate the three how did you feel about the returning um actors you had nev campbell you had courtney cox david arquette you had jamie kennedy in a cameo camera camera role whatever in a cameo role Mm -hmm. and of course you had liv schreiber who was back as cotton but was the opening kill what did you think of about the what did you think of the newcomers of the franchise uh, yeah, Jenny McCartney, Poke, um, Parker Posey, who to me stole the show in part three. She was hilarious as the fake um, Gail Weathers. She, you also had um, Patrick Dempsey, Scott Foley, Lance Henriksen, Matt Kessler, Emily Mortimer, Dion Richmond, who we all loved on Sister Sister. He played one of the um, the girl's boyfriend. And then you had Patrick Warburton as the bodyguard of Parker Posey's character. What did you think about all those new faces? I think they were pretty I think it was pretty cool like opening with like try like the Scream trend tried opening like new characters 
even some new faces that we never seen before. So well, I think it was an interesting idea to put new faces in the in the movie. But I know it's all about Sydney Prescott. What did you think about the plot? Did you think it was cool? Did you think it was corny? I mean, I just felt like they could. I I, I really didn't get the I, whole Hollywood aspect. I mean, I get it, but I what, don't get what? it. I felt like it could have been something else. I felt like I would have preferred watching an hour and a half movie of just uh, a ghost face going to where Sydney was isolated and trying to kill her there or whatnot. And yeah. maybe, I don't know, Gail and Dewey, you know, came to save the day or something like that but the whole hollywood set and stuff like that it did throw me off a little bit i mean i kind of like it like it was not good it was not bad it was just okay because the movie was like not i don't think the movie was confusing but i think the movie was like going in like on a fast pace because he got cindy present going to hollywood hollywood like you said would be like huh and now Cindy having PTSD about her mother. Oh, it's like haunting her ass. Talking about her mother, did you always... Did you believe that her mother was like a loosey-goosey? That woman looks so nice and decent in that photo. And the way they painted her in that film franchise was she was having an affair. Having and she was a orgies, whore. Having... She, yeah, she was a whore. <laughs> she slept with everybody. I, I mean, I think... I bet... Cindy Prescott mother was like a nice person. It just goes and to show you they have you have to be careful with the quiet ones. <laughs> I mean, true. We are back. Thank you guys for tuning in today. That song, if you're listening to the uncut version of this episode, that song we just played was Demi Lovato. I I think what is it called Stay Alive. Dylan, you just saw the video. What did you think about the song and the video? I, I really like it. I really like how the video and the editing style of the video of your of the music and her voice is top notch favorite. But the funny thing is that when everything was set, was going down because Scream just punched a woman punched a woman in the face. <laughs> and, and I did laugh. <laughs> I did laugh at that part. And, and then, then he's just like stabbing people and just <laughs> pushing her friends out the way and they're like hitting him like randomly just fighting ghost face yeah and then a woman just hit ghost face behind on the head with a glass bottle i think yeah but, but, but it looked like a, a vase. vase dylan so we talked about part one two and three mm-hmm. favorite kill scene out of all three films if you if you had to pick one i think my fairy so far is in the first movie of drew barrymore that, still original yeah. still trumps all three movies yeah because I thought she was going to live longer because you didn't unexpect that she would be the first kill. Exactly. So, let's talk about Scream 4. Then we're going to briefly touch 5 and break down the trailer that we just saw too. Scream 4. Let's talk about it. Scream 4 debuted on April 11th, 2011. 2011, Exactly 11 years after Scream 3. It was produced by Outer Banks Entertainment and distributed again by Dimension Film. Kevin Williamson came back and joined the squad to lead the writing in this picture. And Wes Craven again came through to sprinkle his magic and keen eye for horror to push the story along. He served as our director and one of the producers. Along with Aya Labunka and of course Kevin Williamson himself. The film stars again Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox returning as Sidney, Gale and Dewey. We have newcomers like Emma Roberts, Hayden Penetier, Anthony Anderson, Allison Brie, Adrian Brody was in it. We had Rory Culkin in it, who we all know and love. He's related to McCauley Culkin, which is like... Home Alone. Home Alone 1 and 2, our mm-hmm. favorite holiday movies. So, you also have Marielle Jaff, Marielle Jaff, Eric Knudsen, Mary McDonald, Marley Shelton, Nico Tortorella. He's the guy. He did Drag Race, Celebrity Drag Race. And then we, of course, had Roger L. Jackson as Ghostface. It takes place 15 years after the original Woodsbury murders. Woodsboro murders. R.I.P. to Casey, Steve, Tatum, and Maureen, and everybody else who served as victims. Right? And again, the story circles back around to Sidney Prescott, who at this point, I'm starting to give a side eye. Like, all these people just go crazy and try to kill you? I mean, come on. I mean, what do you want Sidney to do? <laughs> I mean, I guess your mom's action puts you in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not Sidney's fault. It's the mother's fault that, that the mother put... When she died, it went... When, when she died, it, it now they were targeting Sydney because Sydney mother did this or Sydney mother did that. So all the blame it, it, it's on her. Well, not all the blame, but all the blame is like on her because. Do you do you, do you feel like if it wasn't for Maureen, none of this would have happened? To be honest, yeah. 
to be honest, yeah, but then it wouldn't be a screen movie Well, something happened. To right, him. but I mean, at this point, me being Sydney, I locked myself up in a padded room. But to be honest, it's like, if you were Sydney, will you try to find the truth about, you know? Hell no, I would have gave up a long time ago. I sometimes daydream about characters like Sydney Prescott and like Laurie Strode. Uh-huh. And I think about all this trauma these women have faced. And it amazes me there isn't a version of a script where these two women are insane, locked up in a hospital. There was a script for that? No, I'm just saying it surprises me. Like, there's no version that nobody petitioned or suggested this idea. Like, yeah, we're going to find Sydney in an insane asylum because at this point. She's fucking mad. <laughs> why trust anyone? Yeah. Oh, but then again, in Halloween, one of those Halloween movies, is it opened with Laurie in a hospital, remember? E- in the insane in the psych ward. And yeah, then he threw her off the roof. Which movie are you talking about? I'm talking about Halloween Resurrection. You remember that one? Laurie Strode. Oh, yeah, 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 One of the versions was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we're okay. not talking about Halloween. <laughs> Let's go back to Scream 4. Sydney Prescott returns to town after 10 years for a promotional tour. You see, Sydney has written a self-help book. She reconnects with old friends Gail and Sheriff Duty. At this point, he got promoted. I mean, who wouldn't promote him? He's been solving murders for, like, the past decade. Yeah, and also getting stabbed in the back multiple times. At this point, I'm surprised he's not, like, mayor. I'm surprised he's not crippled. All right. <laughs> However, Sydney's arrival also sparks the return of Ghostface, putting Sydney and everyone she loves in danger. Uh, again, not to mention evidence is found in Sydney's car after a gruesome murders of those two teenage girls, which we're going to get to, the opening kill. So that leaves her as a suspect. But did any of us really think Sydney could have played a part in these killings? No, that's, that's a dumb question. No, like she's been a victim over in the first, the second, and the third were screaming. Why would you think that Sydney is the cause of every of the two murders? That Yeah, like when I saw the movie for the first time and... They open her trunk and they find the phone and it's all bloody. It never crossed my mind like, Sydney, you like, had something to do with it. You've gone crazy. I'm like, damn, like, someone's put that in her car. Yeah, really? She's been sabotaged. I, I did not suspect her. At, you know, yeah. she was not on my suspect list. Yeah, and plus, Sydney had like so much trauma when she was like a young kid. Exactly. Dylan. Opening kill in Scream 4. How do you feel? I Did you enjoy it? Was it like a montage of every Scream It was like kill? a scene within like, a scene within a scene. When I see like the first call, I say, okay, we got to go to the movie now. Then suddenly another thing. Then they got killed and another thing. Another people, they got killed. And I saw another um scene that <laughs> that the woman was talking so much and her own friend just stabbed her at the, at the stomach. So like, shut up and watch the movie. Yeah, that played. I, I, um, I was that like... Was- what the fuck is going on? <laughs> exactly. I was really confused. Those were cameo roles played by Anna Paquin. She's famous for True Blood. She did um, Rogue mm. for the original X-Men movies, which she's awesome. And then you had um, Kristen, uh, Kristen Stewart, I think. No, Kristen Stewart is that chick with the with the serious face, I believe. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she was in the movie. Her name is Kristen. Kristen, the one that that, that stabs her friend. Yeah. Right. So, Dylan, with the opening scene, comparing all four movies, does the original still beat it, all of them? Ooh, damn. You got four opening kills now. You got to choose one. For, well, I like the fourth one because... I, I like the fourth one because even though I love the original, but I like the fourth one. Not because it was the same. It was like the killer. Well, it, well, it was the killer again, but it was like so many different scenes that... If the killer killed him or her friend killed her because she was talking too loud in the movie while watching a movie, I thought I would find it, I would find it hilarious but yet funny at the same time because it, because people were like killed basically in every scene they get there were like four or five people got killed so yeah because each scene you seen the killer killed them and the, and her friend stabbing her in the stomach because she was talking too loud while the movie was starting. Yeah, that was just wacky. Scream 4 received mixed reviews from critics who praised the performances, direction, and humor while criticizing the film's lack of scares and reliance on cliched formulas. However, many consider it to be an improvement over its predecessor, meaning a lot of people did enjoy it more than Scream 3. It grossed $97 million worldwide on a budget of $40 million, which they made their money back plus some, but it was still the lowest grossing film in the Scream franchise. Prior to the release of Scream 4, Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson both 
stated that its success would lead to a fifth and sixth film. Williamson stated in January 2010 that he was contracted to write a fifth film in addition to the fourth one. Following the underperformance though of the film at the box office, as well as the death of Craven in 2015, R.I.P. West, doubts were cast on the possibility of future films. We're four movies in. Who's been your favorite Ghostface? Who's been my favorite Ghostface so far? Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about Scream 4 or... We're talking about all four. All fours? Okay. I think my favorite one, hands down, has to be... God, there's some, there's some good ones. I th- part three of, of The Brother. Part three. You like The Brother? Yeah, we got part three in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he, they're trying to figure out who the killer was and who first made it was Sydney's boyfriend, well, ex-boyfriend now because he's dead. Right. <laughs> and the and the part two was Billy's mother want want a revenge, mm-hmm. and now now we stumbled down in part three, even though part three was underrated. But yeah, I like the reveal that it was it was Sydney's own family member, aka brother. Yeah, and apparently they a lot of people enjoy that. They must have done something right when it came to the big reveal, revealing that it was her brother because they continued it with a cousin. Yeah. Part four. How did you feel about that ending with um, Emma Roberts and she's like throwing herself around into the table? I mean, she was kind of. I mean, even though it was dramatic, but yet she, I think it was smart because she had because even though she was the killer, but yet she had to play the victim, like getting hurt, stabbing yourself in the chest, even using your dead friend or dead boyfriend, grabbing his hand. And, and ripping the hair. Ha- hair. Exactly. And draw the, and draw and, and the final piece of resistance is fall down on a glass table and in the same position as Cindy Prescott. Yeah, that was really weird. Let's fast forward to the year 2022. And let's talk about Scream 5. Or how this blogger I like calls it. Um, He was calling it 5 Cream. Because of the way they had wrote it, instead of writing using an S, they had five as the S, and they were like, "That's not Scream, that's Five Cream." But anyway, a little joke. Scream 2022 stars Melissa Barrera, Kyle Garner, Mason Gooding, Mikey Madison, Dylan Minnette, Jenna Ortega, Jake Quay, Jasmine Savoy Brown, and Sonia Ammer, with Marley Shelton, Ski Ulrich, R. L. Jackson, Roger Jackson, Roger L. Jackson, Heather Matarazzo, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Nath Campbell reprising their roles from previous installments. It takes place 25 years now after the original Woodsboro murders from Scream, and yet another ghost face appears and begins targeting a group of teenagers who are each somehow linked to the original killings. Sydney is a mother, ladies and gentlemen. She waited till her late 30s, I guess, or early 40s to procreate, which I don't blame her, but I'm sure they were the most stressful nine months. Imagine being pregnant and you're worrying that there might be a ghost face. Or a new killer. Right? Just popping up. Like, how the hell are you gonna... Like, these are the shit that I think of (laughs) when I'm watching movies like this. I have the weirdest imagination. So, she owns a gun. She takes morning runs, pushing her two little ones. I'm sure she's one of those moms that she doesn't even let a babysitter watch her kids. Because who would trust a babysitter? Yeah. I mean, who would trust anyone with, with their kid that she she had that she had been through? Exactly. I'm surprised. Watch, we're gonna get a part nine, scream nine or ten, and it, and it's gonna be her own kids trying to kill her. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't care what people say though. In this one, Sydney did not care about who the fuck was getting killed. She did not come out. Remember, scream took place in her hometown she's a teenager it's not like she could pick up and go scream 2 mostly happened on a college campus it was in the span of what maybe a couple of nights yeah scream 3 she was in hiding only reason she came out was because the connection between her mom yeah and and because dewey and 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 gail reached out yeah and plus but it was the plot twist it was mostly because of the connection of her mother yeah, but in part three that she, I mean, she had to came back and like almost near the A- end. And her, her location was um, leaked. leaked because he ended up calling her. So she ended up finally going to California. Yeah. Because she knew Dewey and Gail were there. So they pretty much dragged her out. My point is, and it's almost you could say that in part three. She did not give a fuck who was getting killed off on no movie set. And she didn't care who was getting killed in Woodsboro. The only reason why she came out, came back to Woodsboro, is because they killed Dewey. Because, I mean, it kind of makes sense because Dewey and Cindy, they ha- they were like friends from the start. 
for no, the of course. For but I'm just one. saying, like, she did not give a fuck. She's like, I'm not gonna. Oh, there's someone wearing a ghost face mask. Let me go and slay I, him. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I guess he doesn't care because she don't want to live that life again. Like being in, because being in the spotlight again, all about sinning. She's trying to live a normal life. To I please, she wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. Technically, she wrote a book. Yeah, I mean, to experience because maybe there's some people out there having the same experience. Really, other I people mean, have been almost murdered by their brother, mother-in-law, best friend, groupie, bro cousin, boyfriend. I mean, uh, yeah, it can, it can uh, happen. A lot I'm of people not, have that experience. I mean, it can happen. You never know. No, I cried when um when? Dewey died. Oh, I cried like a baby. That was like probably like the saddest death in the entire franchise. That and I feel Casey Becker because even though you really didn't know. Casey Becker, the way they killed her, the way she cried for her mom, they dragged her, her mom heard all that, that's like dramatic. And the way her mom was crying, like, oh, my baby. And then she opens the door and she's like, starts screaming bloody murder. That's like so sad. But, um, yeah, Dewey completely broke my heart. But the way they kill him, though, it was so dirty. So, Dylan, Scream 5 was the best and worst part. Hmm? The best and worst from Scream 5, in your opinion. I think the best part was in the scene that they were all that there were these new people talking about and old people like like Dewey was there and talk about, about the new the set of rules. New set of rules, even though they made breaking the fourth wall like it's like some movie like corny jokes or something. No, that was pretty cool. Worse. The worst part I think when <laughs> when Dewey died, like even though that scene that when Dewey died was that when Dewey died was like saddening and people say one like a most gruesome kill because he got not stabbed by one but two times at the back and the chest. I was definitely oh in the back and the chest right? Yeah, in the yeah in the back and the ch and the chest and the, near the stomach and, and the knife go up to his right right here up his chest i would definitely love to see the dvd to see if there's any like deleted scenes or anything that was left off or maybe even read the screenplay because what was the point of introducing Stu's nephew wait do you have a nephew dylan Stu's nephew you don't remember the guy that he was following the the girl around he was in the parking lot in the school they killed him by his car oh with the minivan no, he didn't have a minivan, did he? Did he? Well, be, be told me he getting killed near the car. No, no, you don't remember that. Um, they, 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 they killed him after the bar fight. Scream five. I'm, I'm probably brain dead. I don't remember nothing. You don't remember? There's the brother and the sister, the twins. Mm-hmm. Right, the bi biracial kids in the movie. Yeah. Right. So we have the twins. Mm -hmm. And then he has a girlfriend. Remember the girlfriend? Yeah. That he didn't want to have sex with her because he thought she could be the killer. Oh, all that black girl. What black girl? She was white. I don't do. I don't know. Remember the black ago. girl. Mm -hmm. Right. And her brother. Yeah. Remember his girlfriend wanted to have sex. Yeah. And he didn't really want to make out or go to the room with her by himself because she could be the killer. Yeah. And then he got called outside and then stabbed. Oh, 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 yeah, because there was like a tracking. When the, the, the tracking thing. Yeah. You remember that his girlfriend, when they were at school, she had a boy watching her from like afar in a car. Yeah. That was Stu's nephew. Stu's nephew, the killer in part one. That was his nephew. And he just got killed. And we'd even see, like, we saw him maybe like a second. Four minutes. <laughs> Where for screen time, he probably had a couple of lines. I was just saying it was pointless to introduce him unless he's gonna play some sort of angle, his death in the new one. Yeah, it won't make it won't make any sense. All right, Scream was theatrically released in the United States on January 14th, 2022, by Paramount Pictures, grossing 140 million worldwide. It was praised by critics for honoring Craven's legacy and offering thoughtful meta commentary on horror films, with some calling it the best of the Scream sequels. The new sequel, Scream 6, was originally announced in February 2022 and has a release date of this Friday, March 10th. 2023 are you excited about the new movie i mean yeah <laughs> i watched like all part five part five movie off screen i can't wait to see part six i've seen every movie in the theaters so far really i have so so in the first when the when i've first seen scream twice in the movie theaters because scream was so successful that after it left theaters the demand was so high they brought it back like a couple of weeks later so scream was really really big when it first came out trailers i remember the trailers and everything on the tv but 
we saw the trailer of the new one. Yep, we did. What are your thoughts so far? You have Ghostface holding a shotgun. I mean, which a lot of people are complaining about. Ghostface does not use guns, use but gun. almost every scream, every killer, Ghostface has used a gun. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Just Even the way a lot of people complain in part five. Oh, the ghost of uh, of of Billy. That is so corny and cheesy. But in Scream 3, wasn't um the ghost of Ghost of Sydney's mother? Ghost of Sydney's mother was like fucking tapping at her window like Sydney. Even, so even we've seen it before. Like a dead court. Even like in the theme of Part Three, when in a in a replica of the house of you know the house on the from the first party movie. Yeah. There there was a ghost of Sydney's mom like like looking at looking at her window like a pedophile or something yeah. like some pervert. <laughs> it's true. But we've seen it before, so we can't really bash Scream 5 for including those elements. And we cannot bash part of said that Scream using a shotgun, even though in all other movies they use a gun. Even yeah. part even part 5 near the end, there was even... She even, shoots that bitch. Yeah, even That's though... That's how the big reveal is. She takes the gun and shoots the girl. Yeah, and the guy used a gun too. Exactly. So, we see Ghostface in a bodega with a shotgun. I mean... Take Which, a... by the way, we counted in the trailer. We counted about maybe six... Or eight... Seven, seven to eight people. Yeah. And they all just love... Including the leads. Mm -hmm. So, that's Ghostface, the two girls... The guy that he appears to kill. Yeah. And that's four. So you mean to tell me that the other four people just ran out, said, fuck this shit, I'm I, leaving? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I really hope the cops come because it's die. New York. And, and, they, and that would be the last minute. <laughs> well, first of all, these two women walk, running up and down a certain street, guys will come out and help them. I really hope there's a scene where there's like a whole bunch of like thugs. <laughs> And they're about to like jump Ghostface. That, that won't make any sense. That, won't be, that, was, that was not real life. What do you mean? Real life? Real life? You're running up and down New York trying to kill people. Nobody's going to help them. We see also in the trailer either some sort of museum or shrine. And you see a whole bunch of like collections of things. What are some of the things you've noticed? I Well, I know that there's um, the, with the, the green shirt and the, and the red skirt. From the garage kill. From the garage kill. and another, You also have Ke Casey Becker's um, shirt. And Billy Friend's shirt as well, I think. I believe so. You also have the, I believe, the cr the mask. Remember Sydney in her play yeah. in part two? One of those masks is there as well. Also, I think knives and maybe articles I saw. There was knives. There was it's the ghost face black robe. The ropes. ropes. You have seven. Like seven for all of the different killers, ghost faces. You have two in the original. You have mm -hmm. Billy and Stu, um, Mrs. Loomis, Mickey. Mm -hmm. Then you have um, the brother. What's the brother's name again? I don't know. I don't remember. When we have brother, brother Prescott, the cousin. Then we have cousin Prescott. What was her name? Cousin Prescott. That was not her name, but cousin Prescott. Um, and the uh, and her her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then we have these two knuckleheads. Yeah, the one who's trying to be a tough girl, tough girl, but shooting someone in the head, and got the other one who acts like a drama queen sometimes. They, ah, you stab, you stab me in my mouth. Yeah, throughout the whole movie, crying and shit. But yeah, he's the killer. What did you think about the reveal and the the fight scene? How did you feel about the fight scene in the kitchen, the three-way fight scene? I don't understand yeah. how this bitch was fucking up both of them. Yeah. When we, Sydney does high kicks. Sydney has ran her entire life. And you tell me Sydney has fallen off fucking balconies out of fucking attic windows. And you mean to tell me this little you and Gail couldn't fuck this bitch up? I mean, she put up a good fight against YouTube viejas. I mean, I like the part when I, I forgot. I don't know if it was Cindy or the other girl, but I like how they they drove something at her and she said, "Ah, is this fucking hand sanitizer?" Yeah. I never knew hand sanitizer came in a glass bottle. It must be some like fancy, fancy shit. expensive hand sanitizer. Yep. But we are all looking forward to Serene 6. Thank you, Dylan, for coming on and breaking down the entire franchise. Dylan, when you think about all five movies, you're still with the original. Casey Becker's kill scene is the best kill scene of all time, of the entire franchise. I mean, that's my opinion. Like Everybody can say, oh, can say, oh part two or part three, they were the best because it was, because part three, there was not only one but two kills in the, in the beginning. No, that was four. Four had the two, three no, kills. But, 
but, but part, they were fake. But part, but part three was like oh the double kill. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, that's what you are. Com, com, you're completely right. Part three had the double kill, which was the first time, and then they did it again in part four. Well, part yeah, but part four it was like mostly like a scene after the scene after the scene. But yeah, they showed. But some, when we finally get to the real one, it's still two girls. Yeah, but, but part, part five. But part five was I felt like part five was like a homage to Casey Becker's scene. Don't you think? Kinda, Just the only way. difference she survives. Yeah. It was pretty much so similar. The the. But the narrative and how the story built and was told, the storytelling, it was very, very similar. It felt like almost going back home yeah. after an, a long time from being away, you know? Okay, so here's my, my okay, I, even though I say that my favorite one is the Drew Barrymore scene in, the, in part one, when she was the first girl, I think part five, they step it. Uh, they step it off the nuts, like introducing a new character and, and the and she was like traumatized because she was because she got a call from call like happened in the first movie and well, every other movie but then she was getting scared that <laughs> the that she was gonna have to, to lock and close the doors right oh that was epic yeah i knew the way they introduced technology and stuff like that with the phone unlock lock lock yeah i was like oh my god bitch just run at this point lock the doors and but that was so crazy and the and the way the killer brutally like beat her, not beat her ass, but like freaking make her crippled. And kicked her leg in. Yeah, she like, bang, bang. And she was like screaming in pain, struggling to like to crawl away from the killer. And I'm surprised, to be honest, I thought she was dead. And surprisingly, she, she, she in the hospital is still alive. Mm-hmm. I think, She's tough. And I think that, I think. And I, She's tough. Yeah, and I think that's my favorite, that's my new fairy because not only she like got attacked by Ghostface, she's like the only person in the in the franchise survived from Ghostface. I love Jenna Ortega. Yeah, she's a good actor. She's Wednesday. Yeah, she's Wednesday and she was in the season of You. Yup. For a young age, for a young actress like herself, she is very talented. She is extremely talented. Yeah, and I'm so I don't even know her, but I'm really proud of her work. And I'm really I get happy when she gets these new projects and stuff like that. Yeah, I hope she sticks with Scream Six and the franchise. I hope she survives. I hope she continues doing the sequels. To be honest, I, I hope she could be the next Scream Queen. Maybe if Nev Campbell doesn't want to continue the story, the then, mo- f- making films, then, then she will be the next. She'll one. keep the torch. I mean, I like her a little better than than the, than than, the original Cindy. than the Cinder the sister. Mm. I just felt like her performance, like, they're both talented women. I like mm-hmm. them both, but... But you feel like you like the I little sister her, more? Than yeah, I could see her going and going on with the story. Yeah, and plus she, sh- when, she show, like, emotion. Like, you feel like, you feel like you want her to survive in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people love, love this, love her as an actress. Mm-hmm. But hopefully in part six she will survive like in the end of the movie. For real, even though in the trailer it looks like she's like dangling from like somewhere. like hang, like holding on holding on her her bigger sister even though With a her bigger sister was like face. blood because her hand was slipping. With a little smirk on her face too, like she's up to no good. Yeah, Dylan. Before we wrap up, a but, scream with no Sydney. Yeah, even though I like Cindy. Cindy Prescott and I, I hands down she's my favorite. But in a new day, in a new day of era in in modern movie, you had to bring new act, new actors and actresses in a new in new movies, right? Yeah, it's good to create new roles and opportunities for people. But to be honest, when you really think about Scream Universe, you kn- it would make sense if there's be. not an, a movie that's not entirely based on Sydney. Why don't know why? Why? At this point, who else wants to fucking kill her? I think really, who want? Who else would want to fucking kill her? Her father? I mean, her fa- I mean, her father. <laughs> You already well, got a long-lost hot, brother. With hostage. You already got a long-lost brother. You already got had a jealous cousin. Who's next? The neighbor? Do you feel... Do you have hope that there might be some sort of end scene where Sydney might come out? Hopefully. Like, at least that we have to know. Like, what, like even though she's... Maybe she's not there in the movie, but in the end credits, we might see her again, like enjoying her life, enjoying with her with her t- two kid, 
right? She got two kids. I believe so, cause it looked like she was pushing a double stroller. Yeah, but yeah. So hopefully we can see her how she's doing because she's not gonna be in the movie one hundred percent. But hopefully in the end credit we we might see her like see how she's doing and stuff. For and, real, give Jeff Campbell the money. Yeah, and suddenly imagine another. That woman deserves the money. This is a a, a franchise that has made over seven hundred and seven hundred plus million dollars. And give her the money that she wants and deserves. And plus she was in the face of every cover in the movie. Every exactly. cover. She should be making like she should be making 10, 15, 20 million. Yeah, because you're she's... making almost 200 million dollars. Yeah, and, and how much she's making now? I don't know how much she made. But she, I bet she makes at least less, but at least give her that at least I don't know, just give her pay that her. money. Pay, at least pay her that money because pay her. Because I feel like without her, you wouldn't have you you wouldn't have part two, part three, and part four and part five. Exactly. On that note, I say goodbye to everybody. Thank you everybody for tuning in today and for lasting this long. Again, you can write in at Bruno Explains It All at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We really put a lot of work in it, did a lot of research. It's one of our favorite franchises. Again, please let us know what you think. If you're listening to the uncut version of this episode, feel free to answer the polls. We're going to have cool questions up. Also, you can follow us at the Bruno Bossy brand at Instagram. We have a Twitter page and a Facebook page. We also want to thank Dylan for stopping by again and helping us with this episode. Thank you, Dylan. We hope you had a good time. Did you? Yeah, I always have a good time with one of my favorite uncle in the world. I was about to say, am I, aren't, aren't I your only uncle? But that is not true. You do have another uncle from your um. I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like you're. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, everybody, thank you for tuning in today. We still, we will see you at, see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, and stay slashing. Stay slashing. <laughs>